0: Welcome to the Team ASE Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Mala, and in the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to be sharing some information, insight, and inspiration on a variety of topics for individuals already working or thinking about a career in the automotive industry. But there's a lot more to ASE than you may be aware of, and we'll explore the many facets of Team ASE in future episodes. The Team ASE Podcast is brought to you by ASE, the National Institute for Automotive Service Excellence. ASE is perhaps best known as the organization that provides certification credentials for automotive professionals. Just like ASE, the Team ASE podcast offers something for automotive professionals everywhere. Join us as we explore what's now, what's new, and what's next in the automotive service industry. It's a journey that won't just help you make a living, it'll help you make a difference. It takes a team to build the future. Welcome to Team ASE. One of the most important roles in Team ASE is filled by those individuals who dedicate their knowledge, skills, and talents to preparing the technicians we need for today and tomorrow. In this episode, we talk with one of the automotive instructors who knows all too well just how important those technicians are to the future success of repair shops across the nation. I'm talking today with Melissa Williams, an automotive instructor at James Rumsey Technical Institute in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Melissa has been in the industry for 18 years, 12 years as an instructor, and she's here with us at the ASE Education Foundation Instructor Conference. Melissa, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, I'm glad to be here. This is my fifth time.
0: Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. How did you get into teaching?
1: Well, um, I got out of the Army. Actually, my daughter has a life-threatening peanut allergy, so the Army was like, yeah, you can't deploy now. So so I got out of the army and the next week I started automotive training with the intent of learning that side of it. And then I wanted to become a mechanical engineer and go that route, but family plans, personal life kind of didn't take me in that route. So when my ex-husband asked for a divorce, I was like, Oh, what do I do now? So I really enjoyed automotive technology. I enjoyed learning new things and fixing that. I had a, I had a passion for it. So I just, I just made a career out of it. I ended up at a, GM dealership um, that had, you know, all the GM companies except for Cadillac and Hummer. Uh-huh. And then I went to an independent shop. And then my friend or mentor from the GM dealership, this was about when the, the economy is crashing and all the bailouts were happening and you know, he wasn't happy. And he was like, you know, I want to start my own shop and I, I was like, let me be your partner. And so we opened our own shop and it it's like it was a seven well, actually it was two bays in his backyard in the beginning because he did night work there. So we took his night clients and turned them into day clients. And because we were two GM technicians and, you know, both ASE certified, and, you know, it was basically they they were getting the same quality of, of service. And within six months, we grew out of that shop. We just, we had so much work, it was piled up everywhere. And then we ended up leasing a building and, we had Frank's Auto Service in Claxton, Georgia. It's still there now. He's still Actually, I just went down there 3 weeks ago after Skills USA Nationals and visited with him and I mean, it was good times and my my dad got sick and so it was time to, you know, come back up to to the Pennsylvania area and and I um, went on online and the first job that came up was an instructor position and the wheels started turning like, you know, I think I could do this. I'm master certified now. I met the qualifications and I applied and it was, it was me and seven under other master technicians. And later they told me that I was the first one they interviewed. And and they told me that as soon as they hung up the phone, they knew they were going to hire me. So it was really flattering to hear that, that, you know, I beat out seven male technicians, you know, so
0: (laughs) that was going to be my question. One of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is it's not unusual to see a woman instructor. Right. But there aren't a lot of them out there, just like there's not a lot of technicians. What is your role at Rumsey Technical? You're involved in, obviously, CTE training, right? Right. Describe Uh, to me a little bit about what you do.
1: I teach the ACE Automotive Technology. That's the advanced career education. So that's the adult program. I have a colleague who teaches the high school program. So I have my students all day. They come in around um, 8 o'clock and the school day ends around 3.30. So I have them all day. Mm -hmm. And I teach all eight areas of ASE along with fundamentals and safety. We run a live shop. We try to do 50% in the classroom, 50% in the shop. Mm -hmm. We do regular customer work. We work on um, the staff's vehicles and the adult students' vehicles and, and our own vehicles. but. We run it like a live shop. The students have roles. We use um, a simulated workplace is a thing that they started a few years ago with the high school programs, and my school was actually one of the models that they used for this new simulated workplace. And what that did is it gives the students accountability and responsibility in all the CTE trades. Mm-hmm. In my class, I'm the service manager. And then I have a shop foreman and I have a service advisor and then I have technicians and then we have a safety crew and then a cleanup crew, which is everybody. And then we have a tool room person and we use the Napa Tracks RO system for our tickets. And so they make a ticket, they deal with the customer, the service advisor, and so it gives them those roles, you know, because not every student is going to end up turning wrenches on the line. Yeah. So it gives them options and to learn, you know, I've had students who took that role as service advisor and decided, I think I like this better. And they went on to be a service advisor because, because of these roles that we instilled in
0: school. You had mentioned you're, you're doing adult education and uh, Rumsey Technical, that's in West Virginia, right?
1: Yeah, Martinsburg on the eastern panhandle.
0: So again, adult education, though, you don't teach any younger students, you're just doing strictly adult education.
1: Most of my students actually are right out of high school, which is interesting because the electrical program and the heating and air program that we have, they tend to get older students. Uh I would say probably 80% or more some years, most of my students are pretty much right out of high school. So they still have those high school mentalities. And so they are adults, but they still have some learning to do.
0: And obviously your program is accredited, right? Yes. Which gives you access to lots of resources. Are you involved with any of the factory programs?
1: We do get access to Ford training. Um, Subaru is a very big supporter of us. This year I had a student in a pilot program, a fast track pilot program through Subaru. And he did quite well, actually. So um, hopefully we'll be able to continue that. The issue there is I only have my students for about 10 months. So it's really hard to integrate the factory training. So I give them access to it. I don't grade them on it, but I want my students to be exposed to as many opportunities as they can.
0: And the accreditation, I assume, helps you get access to these resources, right?
1: Yeah. And then also, too, in my area, there is not a lot of automotive programs. And to be able to say that I have an ASE accredited program is a big deal for me. And when I inherited the program, it was already accredited and I just carried the torch and kept doing it. And I actually became an ETL. So now I go around and inspect schools for their accreditation too.
0: Wow, evaluation team leader on top of everything else. You are a busy woman.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I try.
0: (laughs) For those of you who may not know, evaluation team leaders are usually instructors and individuals who go and do the actual physical inspection of the program as a final step in the accreditation process. The ASE Education Foundation Accreditation allows the schools to meet national standards for their instruction and materials and stuff like that. And as Melissa had mentioned, gives the program much more credibility. And a lot of the manufacturer programs and a number of internships and even some apprenticeship programs become available through that. So it's been, uh, it's been a boon for a lot of organizations. I'm glad to hear it's working well for you in West Virginia.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I wanted to keep that going. And that was, that was important yeah. ASC has always been an important part of my career. When I was going through school, I took the ASE exams. I passed five of them. When I went to the dealership, it, it gave me that sense of pride that I, you know, that I had more certifications than most of the guys there, you know? So ASE's has always been a really important part. And when I found out that the program was accredited, I had to continue that. And then I couldn't wait to become an ETL. I was waiting for those years.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And it's great for networking and building relationships. And, and and honestly, sitting down with another instructor who's in basically the same boat you are and seeing how they're overcoming obstacles and how what they're doing with their students, what training aids they're using. You know, I've, I've admittedly stolen some of their ideas, you know, I mean, because it's good stuff.
0: Well, that's okay. Good ideas are meant to be shared, right? Yeah. You know, in other podcasts, I've talked about how the industry is changing. And one of those changes is the growing number of women choosing an automotive career. What's been your experience as a woman in the automotive industry, both as a technician and now as a CTE instructor?
1: i tell you, being a female technician has only benefited me, honestly. But I never focused on going out of my way to earn people's respect because I didn't need their validation.
0: You know your worth.
1: Yeah. And that's I think that's one thing that female technicians get too focused on, sometimes like trying to prove themselves you don't have to prove yourself to anybody except for yourself. Uh-huh. So becoming an instructor, the heating and air instructor is a female. And so we're down there dominating that end of the hallway, you know? And so it was just, it was just one of those things that, you know, like you said, I, I knew my worth and I, and I worked hard to get where I was at. I, I did go home and read bulletins and recalls and did that extra study. I had to teach myself how to read wiring diagrams. I had to teach myself how to read Volkswagen, Audi, their track schematics, European track schematics. I had to learn how to read that when I went to the independent shop. So I went from GM to an independent shop and nobody would service the European imports. So I kind of got stuck into that. So then all the dealerships were like, Hey, you have somebody that can do German imports. So I got all their used cars and But it was such a cool experience to be able to learn all the different makes and models. And, and it just gave me like a passion to just keep going with it, you know, and, and my goals as a technician, I, I wanted to have my own shop. I got it. I wanted to be a master certified technician. I got, I wanted to pass L1. I got, I wanted to be an instructor. I got it. I wanted to have my name in a textbook. It's there. You know, the things that I wanted to do, I've, I'm running out of things to accomplish at this point. You know, I tell my female students, don't ever think that being a female is a disadvantage because it has been nothing but an advantage for me.
0: Well, you make one heck of a role model. Let's (laughs) put it that way. Uh, Melissa, I wish we had more time. In fact, I think I'm going to have to have you back at some point.
1: Yeah, sure. Anytime. Yeah, just let me know.
0: And uh, next time I'm in the West Virginia area, I am definitely going to stop into your school.
1: Yeah, it would be nice to have you.
0: Thanks again for your time. We have been talking with Melissa Williams, instructor at James Rumsey Technical and Melissa, again, thanks for your time.
1: Thank you. I enjoyed it.
0: Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's Team ASE podcast. For more information on how ASE can help you grow as an automotive professional, visit the website at www.ase.com. You'll find information on the latest developments in ASE certification, how the ASE Education Foundation is working with career and technology educators to prepare the next generation of automotive professionals, and much, much more. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.